0: Hello, and welcome to the 152nd episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles, pronunciation, spelling, expressions, phrasal verbs, new vocabulary, speaking by imitating me, and of course, listening comprehension. That's what you're doing right now. Hey, here's some food for thought. Please repeat, here's some food for thought. What if you learned a new word in English every day? You would enlarge your vocabulary. It's just some food for thought. Hey, here's some food for thought. What if we rented a car while we are in Stockholm, Sweden this summer so that we can visit the surrounding area? It's just some food for thought. Yeah, we could drive to Uppsala, which is just an hour north of Stockholm. Uppsala is the home to the oldest university in Sweden. Hey, here's some food for thought. What if you cut out sugar? Please repeat. What if you cut out sugar? To cut out. This is a great phrasal verb. Well, let me tell you, if you cut out sugar, you would have healthier teeth. If you cut out sugar, you would lower your risk of heart disease. So if there is one phrasal verb you're going to learn in this podcast, Make it to cut out, which simply means to stop eating. To cut something out of your diet means to remove it from your diet. So if you cut out sugar, you will have healthier teeth. Okay, so I'm just giving you examples here of this cool expression. Here's some food for thought. Here's some food for thought, which is a phrase that suggests that the information that you are going to present is like food that could be digested. Right? It's a phrase that refers to some information that is worth thinking about. If you propose a situation or a circumstance to somebody so that they think about it for digestion, so to speak, you can say, here's some food for thought. Okay, well, that's a cool expression you can start using in your day-to-day English. Now, remember, to cut something out, as I said, is to remove like sugar from your diet. But there's a really cool expression in English, cut it out. Come on, cut it out. We use this a lot. It's to tell somebody to stop doing whatever they're doing. Stop arguing, cut it out. Cut it out means to stop doing something. My father used to say this when we were kids arguing in the back of the car. My sister and my brother and I would be arguing and he would say, Hey kids, cut it out. All right food for thought it's funny we use food a lot in English to describe things like apples for example the expression ah she's the apple of my eye please repeat she's the apple of my eye she or he if we say that somebody is the apple of your eye it means that they are very important to you they're very important to you you love them very much you appreciate them very much They are the apple of your eye. What about chicken? Chicken, of course, (laughs) we use chicken, the animal, and we can use chicken, the food, both in this case. When we were kids, we would use this expression, chicken, come on, don't be a chicken, which is really the quintessential example of peer pressure. When you pressure somebody into doing something because they're afraid, you can call them a chicken, which is a coward. When we were kids, I remember, we used to ride BMX bikes and we would jump and sometimes it was a little dangerous, so there was this peer pressure, so we would say to one another, come on, come on, it's your turn. Are you going to jump? No? Come on, chicken. Are you chicken? And we would say, are you chicken, not are you a chicken? We would use the word chicken like an adjective, like afraid. Or when we would go skiing. Keep in mind, I am using the word would, would, to indicate repetition in the past. We would go skiing down a steep slope, and you could go left, or you could go right. You could go left, which was the diamond run, a difficult run, a diamond run, or you could go right, which was the double diamond run, and so when we would go skiing, we would dare each other. Hey, are you going to take the diamond run or the double diamond run. Don't be chicken. Come on, take the double diamond run. So we have the word chicken. Thinking about a slope, interesting expression, a slippery slope. Are you familiar with this expression? A slippery slope is a dangerous path leading to disaster. It's a bad situation or a habit that you have started, which is likely to get worse. I don't know. You are drinking a glass of wine with your dinner every night. Having a glass of wine with your dinner is a slippery slope, indicating that it could lead to something negative, like drinking too much, for example. It's an interesting expression. You are going down a slippery slope by drinking a glass of wine every night with your dinner. Hey, that reminds me of a very good LP, really good rock and roll LP called Slippery When Wet by Bon Jovi, which was their third studio album released back in 1986. Are you familiar with Slippery When Wet? It had some of the best-known Bon Jovi songs on it, like You Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, Wanted Dead or Alive. Slippery When Wet, by the way, where does that come from? This is a very common warning that we see written in English on these signs to warn drivers, in this case, when you're on the road and you're driving your car and there is this warning sign, slippery when wet, which means, of course, the road ahead can become slippery when it's wet. But this is a common warning sign that we see a lot in the United States, these simple messages or warnings. One of these that comes to mind is no shirt, no shoes, no service. Please repeat, no shirt, no shoes, no service. This is a sign that you see on shops in the United States or on supermarkets, on the doors of the supermarkets or on a particular business, meaning that unless you are wearing a shirt and shoes, You can't enter. They won't give you any service. Now, as a kid, when we were kids in general, all of my friends and I, as kids, we would go into supermarkets barefoot and with no shirt on. Please repeat, we were barefoot without a shirt on. Yeah, without a shirt on. If you have a shirt on, you're wearing a shirt. Remember, if you have something on, you are wearing something. I have a baseball hat on. I have my black jacket on. I have my shoes on. Okay, so to have something on, in this case a shirt, it means you're simply wearing it. And this sign, no shirt, no shoes, no service, means that unless you're wearing a shirt and unless you're wearing some shoes, (laughs) you can't enter the establishment. But we didn't have a problem because I don't think this rule existed when we were kids. So we would always go to the supermarket barefoot and without a shirt on. Please repeat, we would always go to the supermarket barefoot without a shirt on. By the way, what does barefoot mean? It means you're not wearing anything on your feet. How do you spell barefoot? Repeat, B-A-R-E-F-O-O-T. B-A-R-E-F-O-O-T, barefoot. And as kids, we would always go to the supermarket barefoot. I spent most of my summers barefoot, running around barefoot. And we would always go to the supermarket for a snack. And it would be blueberry pie. Mmm. We would go to the supermarket barefoot with no shirt on, run to the pie section, grab an entire blueberry pie, we would pay for it, we would run out of the store, and we would sit in the parking lot and we would eat it. We would go to the section, we would pay for it, we would run out of the store, we would sit in the parking lot and we would eat it. Once again, if you're talking about something in the past and it's something that you did frequently, if it's something that you did repetitively, you can use the word would. I can't believe nine minutes have gone by already. Thanks for tuning in to Crosby's Nine. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.